you are listening to Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast, a podcast where we believe wrestling is a buffet and there's something there for everyone. Make sure you're following us on all social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook under Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face. Make sure you check out our website, TwoHeelsAndAFace.com. Era, era, two heels in a face. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tuesday and Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we finally got our golden goose, so to speak. Not really, but uh, we uh, <laughs> we we're we're talking to someone we've been uh, we've been emailing with for some time now, and we're very excited to talk to him. Obviously, it was worth uh, uh, rescheduling a couple times because this is someone who. You know, we've talked about it at length on this podcast and someone who I think we've really been watching since like 2017, uh, since we've been going to AEW Pro Shows. Before we get into that discussion with this gentleman, Chris, uh, you're, you're a little under the weather, but uh, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh, normally, I would have a Modelo and I would crack it open right now, but I'm actually drinking a cup of tea. So, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a little under the weather, but uh, but I'm doing well. And excited to to get to this episode. Like like you said, it's been uh, a long time coming, and uh, and we've been you know waiting to talk to the one and only Davy Vega. Yeah, we're gonna bring him in now. I think. Well, come on. Yep. Hey guys, Davey. Go- man, golden golden goose is a uh, pretty high praise there. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's uh, it is true. I mean, we. We have talked before, and really, when a when Chris and I met, we actually attended an AEW show. Fun, fun history that maybe two people listening will care about. But when we attended an AEW show, we attended an AEW show together. It was the Mick Foley show at Berwyn, and we didn't even know each other then. So this is like pre-pod, um, and I'm pretty sure I, I think Fitchett opened with Gulak on that show, which we talked about a year from today when we had Fitchett on. So and so since 2017, I think we've been very aware of the besties and what what you guys have done. Um, and, and, and we uh, recorded an episode at that second floor of. Yes, the do you recall? Club. Yeah, we sure did. I remember. I remember uh, we had to clear out some space, and we were we were kind of hanging out for a little bit before the interview. But then we got it set up and we were ready to rock, and we were just in that middle room. <laughs> yeah, right. the room yeah, where it's just like. A, who is like random like pieces of foam and who yeah. God knows what else is up there. All kinds of all kinds of diseases. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it's amazing, Benny. Though it's got a lot of charm. But no, we're really we're really excited uh, to talk to you. I mean, I, I think like Chris, we've talked to Trent. Really, we talked to Trent every basically like four months uh on this podcast trend from aw and we were yep. constantly ta- talking about how we're fans of the besties so it's a great honor to have you honestly yeah, i appreciate you guys uh taking the time and i'm again i have to apologize for uh screwing you guys around so much with with uh trying to get me on here so i'm, I'm glad we're finally able to make it work yeah yeah this is great it's a great to uh just to do this again i, I remember the the vibes were good when we were hanging out upstairs and that was serious i don't even know when that was that was before a jail that was, that was the, the towards the beginning it? of the besties no i think so because you guys were having that discussion i remember the discussion was centered around and that, once again if people who listen to this episode you're <laughs> like we talked to the a year ago we talked about this same thing with Fitchett, but i think it's worth bringing up because you guys were like 
we are literally the last drive-ins on this poster. Do you recall that conversation? <laughs> yeah, because we <laughs> thought we were on the chopping block. We were like, man, legitimately, we're, we are the only drive-ins left. Uh, everyone else is getting flown in, and uh, it's a super card now. So uh, maybe we're going to get our pink slips tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys have come a long way. I mean, you've survived the all the uh, – I guess you could say survived, but you survived and thrived all these years there at AEW. Oh man, really cool. survived all, all all kinds of cuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> COVID uh, came back after that. Like, yeah, all, all kinds of shit. Everything. That's awesome. Um, now we're at a point where where you're even going back to the Burn When Eagles Club. Uh, you know, honestly, I never thought we were going to go back. This is uh, honestly a, a a nice surprise that we are we're heading back there this year. Yeah, it's cool. It kind of feels like a return home uh so to speak because i kind of i at least i kind of saw that as aw's home um, i agree and especially i mean i've been working for aw since 2012 now 2011 2012 i think and it that's where i started i started wrestling at aw in berwin on the pre-shows so uh that's like you know uh, fond memories of uh, old aw there so you yeah, were the absolutely. alive before the alive series. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the pre alive. Um and and uh speaking of AW, you had I think you had a pretty interesting year 2022. How do you feel like that year went overall? Now that you can I mean it was a singles run, it still is a singles run, but that's kind of when it started, I think, last year, right? Yeah, uh so it started uh when when everything kind of came back i don't know i guess aaw came back more normally yeah. um uh, they started the uh the alive stuff previous like for the um for the alive shows that they were doing in between shows to keep up storylines and stuff um but uh yeah i think um i think 2022 i i it started off kind of slow but uh as you can see i'm I'm a AAW Heritage Champion again, and uh, it, it ended off with uh, I'm on a pretty I'm, a, I'm on a pretty good hot streak at the moment. So I, I think 2022 was really good to me, at least for AAW. Absolutely, uh, Chris. I think you lost the. the <laughs> yes, my <laughs> my monitors went all over the place. We saw into your Slack for a second. Um, your I saw I saw that, and then saw the the face of uh, of you scrambling to try to fix it. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? No, no. I Trent was quoted, I think, saying you're on a, a pretty historic run. Uh, some of the best singles, single stuff of your career. Like, how, how, explain to me the difference between obviously doing the tag stuff with Fidget and now this kind of like faction you got with Johnny Bravo and stuff like that. Like, going into the night, is it different? Is your preparation different? Like, just an, anything like that. Well, and to touch on like the single stuff is like, uh, I, I started off as a tag wrestler, like got trained and, and started uh, tagging with another friend of mine before Fidget came along. And then we started tagging. So like, I mean, I've had, I've had some singles runs through the years. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, pretty exclusively since probably 2015 or so. Um, yeah, man, before this singles run in 2021, when the live started, um, I want to say I hadn't had a singles match in probably close to three years prior to that. Damn. So, oh, yeah. Wow. So uh, I will say uh, preparation as far as cardio goes uh, <laughs> to, yeah, between a tag match and a singles match, uh, you, you have to uh, 
you have to prepare basically for two people at that point because I've been I've had someone to have my back all those right. years and now it's like well it's just me out there <laughs> definitely so, yeah um but yeah preparation wise um i mean like uh it, i wouldn't say it's any different um outside of the outside of the cardio uh and like just okay. trying to maintain you know maintain um uh a, a good ring uh <laughs> a good ring body basically uh, just maintaining that in cardio, but, uh, outside of that, everything else is pretty, pretty much the same. Um, I will say like, uh, without him being around and tagging, like we don't, uh, it's not, it's not like ships in the night, but like we are, we're, we're less at near each other when we're, we're at the shows, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, we haven't mm -hmm. been doing the tag stuff much. So how is it working with Johnny Bravo? I mean, he seems it's not that you, and I wouldn't say it's not that you can't talk from a wrestling mm. standpoint. I think like, like we've seen you and Fitch do like pretty good for pretty funny promos of that kind of show who you are, Yeah. but you really don't even need to do that now when you're in the ring or, or backstage, you can just kind of just let him do his thing. I'm sure that is, is helpful in ways. Oh yeah. Uh, Bravo's great. He, um, not, not only just the fact that like, obviously he's been, uh, he's in, you know, he's a veteran and he's been in wrestling for a long time now. So he knows the ins and outs. So, um, you know, whatever pointers that he's been able to give, give to me along the way. And I, I've been able to utilize in the ring and, uh, in promos and just, uh, inside and outside of the ring. Like I've been, uh, barred none, some of the best advice I've gotten in, in wrestling. Okay. Um, so obviously that that's a factor. Um, and just, he's, he's a character man um <laughs> it's just it, like you don't even you see him walk out in those suits and uh you right away like people just want to they just want to hate him and i love it i think it's great um he again it's been some of the uh i not not to knock the besties because the besties was some of my favorite stuff like one of the one of my my favorite runs obviously and uh but yeah. this run with bravo like i'm having i'm having fun doing what we're doing and it's uh I, I like uh i like where the direction we're going that's awesome it's good to hear that you're having fun for sure because i think that at the end of the day is what you no matter what you're doing whether you're on a heritage title run or you're you know doing scrambles like you gotta enjoy with the, the role you're playing at least to some extent yeah and, and i think that uh you know that when people like jump, I can't say jump ship, but like, you know, uh, you know, start at other companies or don't go to uh, one company as much as they used to. Um, you know, it's usually not not creative differences, but you got to enjoy what you're doing out there. Mm -hmm. um, and because if you don't, then like, the the product's gonna suffer. So, and yeah. not only that, but it's like you don't feel like you got the job done. Um, and I, you know, that uh, you're there to get it. You know, go out there, have a great match, and you know. If, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you, I mean, not right now we're talking about the, the run with, with, with Johnny as, as your manager here, but even when, with the besties, right. It wasn't just the besties for a while. Like, um, Scarlett Bordeaux was with you guys for a while <laughs> and it just kind of that, you know, that dynamic, like it was always entertaining. Like it, you know, it seemed like it was you were having fun, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so so for us like that that piece of entertainment right that piece of the buffet line the wrestling buffet line is is what you know made us buy tickets to go see the besties right because they were going to have fun they were going to have their interactions and for a long time charlie and i in this podcast would be like this is the month when they're going to break up this is the Mm. month (laughs) where they're going to do this and that but you know um just carrying that along for so long and now in this this run as the heritage uh champion one more time now when i started going to aaw i remember you were like having the title on and off uh I can't remember who was the other contender, but um, I'm like, I think I've seen Davey Vega as the Heritage Champion more than anyone else. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. No. <laughs> once before, at least, right? Or no? Yeah, I've, I, I had it once before I beat yeah. uh, Lewis. I don't remember the year, so forgive me on that. But uh, um, the uh, I beat Lewis Linden. Yes, uh, Lewis Linden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at uh, Bourbon Street. And then... Um, I lost to AR Fox, I think three weeks later. Okay. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I think it was my first defense and I lost, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, no, it, uh, yeah, I, I have won it once before and, uh, I have eclipsed my, my last rate at this point. So, <laughs> okay. What is that? Uh, I want to touch on two things there. Cause Chris, yeah. what, mm-hmm. what the heritage title, what does it mean to you? Man. So, the 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 first time that i got uh that that i won it it was um i didn't know who i was like there were so many things uh and i can't say backstage stuff because i love aaw and there's always been like um i've never had any issues as far as like backstage stuff but we were trying to figure out who i was in in aaw to the crowd and what i could do what where what direction we could take it in i think there was a couple different iterations of myself within a couple months um if you go back to like right before the besties there was a couple different iterations of like what kind of heel or what kind of bad Mm -hmm. guy i was going to be during aaw or whatever um and then i finally we were finally able to um you know we, we we started the besties and uh i was finally able to like i found myself yeah um and then uh the first a the first heritage title uh win was more of a it was less planned and more surprised than anything like i it, I, I don't remember why or what happened but it was just like hey you know here's vega so uh, okay. this one felt, uh, the, and I'm just, I'm not the, the heritage title itself, but the, the, the two different reigns, this feels, um, uh, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? I guess it's more genuine. Yeah. Like intentional. Uh, yeah. It feels like this was supposed to happen. This is the, this is the right move and this was supposed to happen. Okay. Um, uh, you know what I'm, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think as as far as the two different title reigns, this uh, uh you know, this one is yeah, my favorite so far, and there's still some obviously some time left in it. Uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. But uh, as a hey AEW Heritage title uh itself, man, there's been so many battles for that thing, and so many great great contenders and great champions, man. Like just to have my name in that line, and then on top of that, like being one of the like. Th- 
the best tag team in AEW. You can't take that away from us now. Like we have the longest, <laughs> longest reign on shortest amount of title reigns. Like we're number one in AEW. So it's like, and you know, the it's it's a nice feather in the hat, you know. Yeah, yeah and that's the other thing I kind of wanted to get at too is like when Chris and when Chris, I think Chris, what Chris was kind of getting at is like, and I don't know how you guys teamed up with Scarlet, but you no matter how that happened or whose choice that was, you guys made the most out of that partnership. Yeah, you're sorry. And I, yeah, and I wanted to touch on that because um, we when we started the Besties, it was like, oh, what are they going to do next? What are they going to do next? Is, is it, you know, it's fit, it's, it's Fitchett versus Vega. One of these days, like you said, they're going to break mm -hmm. up. They're going to break up. It's going to yeah. happen. Uh, and then instead of breaking up, we added Scarlet. Yeah. And we just, we added another layer to that onion. Uh, and, and through the years, like, and, and some of it's been, uh, I'd say about 75% of it's been intentional, but there's been like a quarter of it that's just been like, we were lucky that it, it just so lined up in the story and it made sense um but we've we've added some layers to the story through the years of the besties and like it's not over yet um but uh you know we'll see where it's headed what direction it goes right and that's why and i don't know if you did you read the article that uh, uh we wrote about you you and fitchett I believe so. Uh, it's been a few weeks though now, so I, I'd have to get a refresher yeah. on it. Because that, that's the thing that like Chris and I, because like it's not like Chris and I were rooting for you guys to break up. Yeah. So you could lose the title. It was like we're rooting for you to be put in situations that are like really good for your characters almost. It's like that's almost what we're rooting for because we know, and I wrote an article on this and I'm still going to keep putting it over because. God damn it. I put some time in it and some time into it. And I want people to read it, but there's so much history with you guys. Like it almost writes itself. If you right. and it were to go toe to toe. Yeah. And that, that was the thing. Um, I will say, uh, I, I think at some point it, it was going to happen. Okay. Um, it, like previous, like previously it was going to happen. And then I don't remember what stopped it. And then we were like, uh, I think we just added another layer to the onion of what the besties are in, right. in that case. I do know that it was going to happen at one point, but we mixed it and it went in a completely different direction. So um, this has been a few years now. I think it was like really early on, honestly. Oh, I see. That's actually really cool to hear. That almost vindicates our, <laughs> our you know, smarky planning that we like to do. Not, and, and not that we... And we've, we're never, this is how it has to go. Otherwise, we're, right. just, we're just like, actually, this would be a really fun idea. Like, pull that thread a little bit. But it's really cool to hear, at least, that it was on the table. Because I feel like, you, and you can then, like, uh, and I wrote this in the article, too, but, like, all those sayings that you guys have about, like, mowing another man's lawn. Yeah. And, like, all, you could just keep throwing that at each other now instead of throwing it at your opponent's. Um, I just feel like there's so many good ideas. You could, that that article that I wrote, you could write it four different ways, and it still could come out like really good. Right, and and it, like and that's the thing. Like, I think we um, and we're nowhere near near these guys, obviously, because it, it's uh, the the feud is just by far one of the best. But like, it's got a Steenerico vibe without us ever touching each other. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, mm -hmm. we've we've uh, we've been best friends and we've never double crossed each other. But could could it happen? I, you know, like I said, like early on we thought about it, but like it's been so built up now. Like, what where does it go? So 
I don't know. Uh, it, it's interesting to see like well, what, what what we decide or where it goes. So yeah, and I agree with the point. Yeah, I think you guys could further it, and you wouldn't even have to wrestle for like months, and you could yeah. still just for, continue to further it. You could continue just to throw jabs at him and like locker room scenes and stuff like that. Like you wouldn't even need to wrestle, and I feel like I'd be on board for it. So well, and then and like with us, like we're we're super nerds like with the like movies and stuff like Easter eggs and stuff. So we like, we've, we've hidden some stuff in promos and stuff that I don't, I don't know if people have noticed or not. So. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't, I did some research. I would watch this shit ton of your promos. So I, I, those might've went over my head, but I, I just literally went to AAW's YouTube channel and I just typed in both of your names. I felt like I watched eight or nine on there before I sat down <laughs> and actually like put, t- started typing stuff out. So. Uh, so yeah. I, that that leads me to ask, right? The name Davy Vega does that come from Street Fighter Vega? Uh, it does actually. Wow, um, good catch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's no one's. Uh, that that uh, you you would think that would be people's first guess, but uh, I'd say ninety five percent of the time it is not where they their head goes immediately. Well, uh, your, your gear also at the at the beginning, for me at the beginning when I start seeing you, like it sort of resembled it a little bit. Uh, see, and I thought that was a dead giveaway, but I guess, yeah, I guess people just didn't know Street Fighter or, uh, liked it as much as I did. So it, it didn't, um, it didn't register, I guess. So, uh, for me, <laughs> I was, a, I was a big Zangief guy. I liked getting up close and personal. And pile driving, which that means Dalzim facing Dalzim was my nightmare. I think absolutely Dalzim likes to keep you at a distance, and I wanted to get, I wanted to grab. That's how I did damage, is I would just grapple people. Well, and this is before uh, I knew anything outside of how to do a Hadouken. Uh, I I knew okay. like I don't know, I didn't know anything. Like I didn't know until about probably I think Street Fighter Four. And when I decided, like, hey, I think I'm going to maybe go through the tutorials and actually learn how to yeah, play this game. Yeah, and actually learn instead of button mashing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I played a shit ton of uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo on the Super NES, I think. Yeah, same. Yeah. Fantastic game. Speaking of, this is a good segue. I did have some other non-wrestling stuff down here. But Ant-Man, Quantumania coming up. Phase 5 is starting for MCU. I know you're pumped about that. Absolutely. Um, um, Is uh, Scott Lang going to perish this? Do you think think he's a dead man or (sighs) not? So uh, going into uh, last year before they even released the the first trailer, um, and and you know how Marvel is. They like to... uh, uh put scenes in the trailers that don't exist in the in the movies correct um correct. so going into the trailer i hadn't seen it i was like I, i've only seen like the smashed ant-man uh mask that they released oh right like, oh yeah scott lang is gonna get it like he's absolutely like he's done uh because you always hear about like oh they're they're not contracted past this point or this that, or the other and it's like they could always negotiate obviously but like you know you see all these people leave in all you see him leaving all the time so um mm-hmm. initially i thought yes he's gonna die and then i kind of went a different direction and i'm still kind of leaning towards it but i think an ant-man will die but it's gonna be hank Pym, uh okay. and not scott lang uh but then 
I th still think a Scott Lang is going to die. I just think it's going to be one of the billions or, that were in the trailer, yeah. in this newest trailer. I don't think it's going to be our Scott Lang, but I think one of or a bunch of others will. Yeah, that's the thing with the multiverse. I think it's a really cool concept, but it, it also isn't isn't out for a lot of different stuff. It's like we can we can just re even if the our you know six one six Scotland dies, we can just bring him back through another uh, universe or something like that. So we'll see how they do it. I guess right with all I mean with everything going the uh, obviously the multiverse of madness, whatever they're uh, they're going like you could just teleport somebody from another universe. Right into ours and be like, Hey, we got an Iron Man back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I want to get your opinion on that. Cause I know, I know you're a huge fan. Did you, and did you see Wakanda forever? I'm assuming too. Oh yeah. I went and, uh, man, I saw that in IMAX and man, so good. Um, I am I'm, I'm going to go against the grain and I'm going to say that I actually loved phase four. Uh, okay. Because, and it might just because I'm, I, I spent all that time rewatching MCU and just how they, they layered everything uh, and being able to see it in real time was really fun. Um, but I loved phase four. Um, they told some of the best stories in my opinion, because like they started off with WandaVision. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Really good. Uh, and, th and then went to uh, win uh, uh, Captain America, Winter and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier went mm -hmm. to that and that was that was great too it, it was more rooted in like real world stuff and, yeah. and i think that's why like i think it fell under the radar but man some of the acting in that was amazing yeah. um and some of these other shows too like low-key amazing um and i think really uh my only my only and i've seen a few of the complaints with like she hulk which she hulk was awesome uh the the people that hate it i i, I don't get it but um, I did see the the visual effects. I did see that. I was like, okay, I can understand the visual. Yeah. Effect. Yeah. Um, but but the rest of it, it felt like it was just a sitcom. It felt like uh, it felt like a lawyer sitcom, and it was just a lot of fun to me. Um, but yeah, I loved Phase Four, man. I think uh, they told some really good stories, and like uh, Black Panther two, like the the. the the like the grieving process and seeing that and the like yeah. them having to like get through like their traumas and stuff like that's really good uh, i mean it's uh it's uncomfortable to see obviously but it's it's really good um it, it was just really well done um yeah i think you got to compare phase four to like phase one right because that was the start it was like it's like you compare like starting phase to starting phase and people were mm -hmm. comparing phase four to phase three i think and it's just like you can't do that because well oh yeah 100 percent. they have to build up those all those stories because yeah. kang's not going to get built up in two movies right um and he's supposed to be the big bad for what for the next five years so mm -hmm. or whatever however many years they got left in the next five uh phase five and six right yeah i thought yeah i, I thought loki was the best thing they did in phase four hands down i thought it destroyed all the movies i really did like wakanda forever though yeah, I um, I, I loved Wakanda Forever. I want I want to say that was probably, that was probably the best one of Phase Four, like best movie of Phase yeah, Four. Yeah, I think so. Um, I honestly I I enjoyed Thor. I understood people's complaints, but I I even went back and watched it a few times now with um with my with my little one. But uh, he oh nice. I I loved Thor. I I I thought it was good. Okay. Um, I liked the introduction of some of the the new characters that they had. Um. 
I, I did I did think that maybe they could have been a, a little bit more serious, but like they're yeah if, the if if Hemsworth does come back, I mean uh there's not saying that they can't do that still. Um, Agreed, yeah. I obviously hopefully he does come back and you know we're able to see some more, but um yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then Shang Chi was really awesome. I just rewatched that. Like all the fight scenes in that, like the visual effects were really good. I think that fell that kind of flew under the radar a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, I I think I think you're right. I think Loki was really awesome. I think WandaVision was great. Um, mm-hmm. The only one I, uh, I the only one that I didn't really um, didn't really gravitate to, and I think it was because it was kind of like a and I watched it just because you know. I watch them anyway, but uh, Miss Marvel just because I think it was more of a teenage, teenage like directed towards teenagers. It felt like, and it just yeah. didn't feel like I was supposed to be watching it. <laughs> yeah, that's a with every every show felt different. Honestly, yes, exactly. Which was really cool, and like, yeah, that was the Gen Z show, um, and like the the it's funny. There's people who are like complaining about She Hulk were like feeding into exactly what She Hulk expected because they're making fun of those people complaining about right. it in the show. It's very bad. right. Um, but I did. I, I think the credit to them that like every show you watched felt like it had its own theme to it a little bit, even like yeah. Moon Knight and stuff like that. So absolutely. Oh, loved Moon Knight too. Like for how I don't know how I forgot about that, but like um, I, I think the movies are the same. Like they have their own. Like obviously they're comic book movies, but. Uh, like Ant-Man. Oh, this is a heist movie. Uh, you have mm-hmm. Captain America. This is a period piece movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they have different types of movies. It's just they get labeled as just comic book movies because that's the cool thing to say because yeah. uh, the high artsy movies aren't making money. <laughs> yeah, or people just don't watch them and judge them. Right. Judge, huh? Yeah. Yep. Chris, any thoughts on MCU? <laughs> Yeah, sorry, no man. We kind of left you in the dust here. <laughs> I could have kept going too. I could have kept going. As soon as the first question came up, I was like, "Oh, I'll just sit back and listen." <laughs> Chris is going to close out some work tabs in the background as we're doing that. Um, another another guilty pleasure thing. What's the? Uh, some of these I had. I I can't think of their name. <coughs> this podcast I I watched you on. I, their name is escaping me at this moment. I did tweet tweet the link out so we did put them over at one point what's the upper body workout nowadays oh man um so i i had to um i obviously i, I don't know if you guys uh, have noticed my pre-quarantine to my post-quarantine body um i was a lot heavier before quarantine um now it's just it mainly it's because of um i have i'm not, i'm not in any like danger or anything but like i have some uh some nerve issues in my arms uh, okay. in my in my neck that uh prevents me from pushing too much weight uh with with my pecs any anymore um so it's usually just um incline uh incline dumbbells um okay uh, i do that i do flat bench dumbbell i i don't ever get under a barbell any longer uh, push-ups mm. uh. um yeah, I just I can't push like I, I just can't I just can't push that kind of weight anymore because yeah. of all the damage to my shoulders and stuff. So, I mean, it's all good. You got to I think a, a look, you know, uh, a, a shot, uh, a remark to the crowd can 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 you for what you what you what Davey Vega needs. I think it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, the endurance can be there, but it doesn't need to be uh, super strength that does that does the job. 
Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, I've been lucky enough where I've uh, uh, I feel like my whatever charisma or uh, slimy dickhead heel stuff uh, will get a react <laughs> will get uh, reactions whenever I need them. So, how are you like that in real life at all, or no? Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm really laid back and kind of. I mean, I'm kind of a a class clown, like when in, in crowds when i need to be if you can't tell um okay but uh but yeah i'm usually i'm pretty reserved um i i like to laugh and and um not be the life of the party if i don't have to be <laughs> i see how is uh and this this their name is escaping me the episode that i'm referring to in my own head um how i'm trying like the... to remember now too because uh, <laughs> i haven't i haven't done a podcast in a while so i'm like Which yeah one? it might have been it might well it might have been like pandemic ish okay like, like 2020 uh ish um because you were talking about your mental health and stuff like how is that now is that in a good spot now uh so i uh i actually deal with like i i and i i mean depression is depression but i have uh seasonal depression um yeah. it usually starts around depending on the weather uh usually starts around earliest october but uh latest i i've noticed is probably late november early december and it lasts until you know till spring just about and uh it that's usually um that's usually my biggest battle uh my yeah. anxiety my anxiety isn't as bad any longer that's good because um, yeah. i can relate to, i do i i i've been uh, been to therapy uh, proudly. I think we should tell people, obviously, break the stigma a little bit. And oh yeah, uh, absolutely. And I have I have anxiety, so that's why I asked that question to almost re relate and make this a safe space. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, my I, I I don't have any issues talking about it. My, I, I think okay. it's a great thing. I think all, all I think everybody should look into a therapist at some point. Um, yeah. It yeah, just having that unbiased third like outside opinion and being able to help you and maybe even direct you in life. Uh, I mean, that's what life coaches are. It's basically just a life coach. Like to me, that's what it feels like at least. And they, they, they help you with, you know, whatever mental health, uh, you know, that, that you have, like, uh, like I said, I, I have really bad, I had really bad anxiety. It was really bad through the quarantine. Right. Um, almost to the point where I wasn't showing up to shows. I couldn't perform. Um, I, I was, yeah, I, I remember the one uh, the one alive show. I don't remember who I was wrestling, but I came back and I was a mess. And like I had, uh, it was me, Fitchett, and uh, Danny. And it's the first time that I've ever gotten like uppity, basically, like with Danny, because like I, I my anxiety was just shot through the roof. It wasn't me, basically. I I wasn't myself mm -hmm. because of it. Yeah. So um, it, it took a while, but, uh, you know, at shows I I'm, I'm good now. Like anxiety isn't there. That's uh, good. yeah. Anxiety, uh, usually is, uh, is tied to more like my personal life now, okay. um, which, uh, is also like the, the source has diminished as well. So, you know, I have, uh, I have some good, I have really, really great days and then I have some bad days, but they're, they're not as bad as what they were. That's good to hear. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I also asked too because I saw a, a note from Fitchett today. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, mm. um, but uh, yeah, I think he's just he's I think he's just he's kind of shutting down social media for a bit. Is maybe not in the not in the, the best of headspace 
and uh, not, not necessarily maybe in love with wrestling at the moment, which mm-hmm. I, I think is, and we've kind of talked about this too with like um, a Matt Nix before. Um, and he's kind of, he kind of like fell out of almost like you felt almost fell out of your passion and maybe need to refine it again, or maybe just need like a break from it. So obviously our thought, our, 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 we sent love to him via, via t- uh, DM today, Fitchit. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know if you had any thoughts on that or, or anything like that, but, uh, wish him the best, of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I, all I have, obviously I have all, all I can, all I can say is really just all the love and support to yeah. him um he's uh yeah it personal you know personal life and then like falling out of falling out of you know it, it's <laughs> this business is hard wrestling is hard right um and it's yeah. not just on the body it's it's physically mentally spiritually it's it's rough um so uh i i just hope that you know he if he, you know, wrestling is always going to be here if, if, and when he wants to come back, but you know, yeah. uh, I'm glad he's a, he's putting himself first and not, uh, you know, worrying about anybody else, but him and his family. So that, and that's what the way it should be. Absolutely. That was well said. I think he even mentioned that too, like wrestling's going to go on, but I think he just needs a, a break for now, which is, is, is fine. Um, um, Speaking of uh, of Maddox, um, who's kind of who's some who's someone I think we've kind of talked about, like kind of rekindled his love for wrestling a little bit mm-hmm. in 2022. Um, is is like, would you be open to any more work, like, or doing more uh, freelance wrestling stuff and like venturing into that area a little bit? Is that something you're open to? And I don't want to get you I'm in sorry, what, trouble. What was the <laughs> sorry, and don't <laughs> let me get you in trouble with any responses either. Uh, but are you open to like maybe doing more freelance wrestling or anything like that, like an arcade show or anything of that nature? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I actually had talked uh, with them uh, late last year about coming in. It just didn't work out. Um, with, and also like, it, it feels like, cause I think the only, only place I've wrestled in Chicago uh, is been AAW. I think I'm pretty, I've been pretty exclusive out, uh, except outside of like the, I think, you know, maybe two or three black label and then maybe a freelance show or two. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I was in talks with them last year about it, but uh, you know, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm not, I've always liked those guys. Uh, I've known mm-hmm. Matt Nix for, man, I think I've known him since 2008. Damn. Yeah. So like, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I, lo- I like love those guys. They're, they're doing great things. I love, I love the product. I love freelance. Uh, I know a lot of those guys from, um, you know, my, my early indie stuff. So, uh, I, I wish them nothing but the best and I'd, I'd love to, you know, revisit that at some point. Yeah, no, that's, I think music to our ears to know that, uh, to just to know your personality, your character, how that can mingle with some freelance personalities and things like that. Um, I did. I did. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, and we've had, you know, we've had ideas um, thrown our way and back and forth. Um, but and you, you just not, you know how it is with the um, Fitch and I, we've just tried to, we, we've kind of just tried to stay away from the politics of the, the whole situation. Sure. And everybody's yep. been, everyone's been, been great with the situation. Like they, they know, like they've been real respectful. Like, Hey, we know you're AAW. Like we get it. Like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's really not like that. Like we could, pick and choose like we can we can work wherever we want like that's sure the issue. it's just like 
we uh, we felt like we owe we owed a lot to AAW. We wanted it absolutely like well, like our Chicago home, basically. So, yeah, yeah, and this is not me trying to stir any pots. It's just me mm. being a fan and thinking of like, oh wow, that would be really fun to see this person versus this person and things like that. Oh so, no, no, man! Like I, I honestly, I'd love to. Um, I'd love to, uh, there's so many people I want to work with, um, that I at least try to work with and uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that in all at one place. So, yeah. Cause I think you did uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you did wrestle the bang bros. It was the second wrestling. Right. And I think that's just a really cool, like you, we saw, we've seen you guys as the, the best tag team in AEW and the most consistent tag team in AEW. And now like the bang bros, I think or on top of the freelance tag division. So it was kind of cool to see that happen at like almost another company. Um, Mm -hmm. And that kind of, I think kind of got the juices flowing or like what could be. So do you remember that match? Am I correct in saying that? I think. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I think it was uh, um, not the, not last summer, but the beginning of the year, I believe. Okay. Um, But yeah, uh, those dudes are great. And that's the thing. It's like, we got to work them there and we haven't been able to, cross paths with them ever since so i was kind of hoping to be able to do that soon um there I'm, I'm very familiar with their work um so yeah like, like i said I, I there's so not even just singles like tags uh there's so many tag like people that we want to work with and wrestle like um we we never really properly got like a a real tag match with like aussie open well um okay we, we've had two matches with them and one was like the attack video game um battle royal and then uh it was uh in new york for revolver it was a gauntlet match so it was like Uh, yeah so that you know that's another match we'd love to have and um obviously the um motor city machine guns we're gonna have to wait on that a little bit but um, damn was that ever gonna happen uh yeah it was uh it was supposed to happen on march 18th but with with this stuff we don't you know don't know what's going to happen so i see um i, I hate to ask this because it's such a i mean it's on the more generic side of questioning mm-hmm. but i think it's where it's it's january right we have a whole year of ahead, of ahead of us yeah are you more so just take it day by day and take it you know show by show or are you like uh this is what i want to do this year for damn sure or is it a little, a little bit of both and what are those things you want to do for damn sure this year? Ah, man. Um, I, you know, honestly, uh, I feel like I should have, like, the only thing that I have planned out are some of the shows for, like, I have, like, my consistent, like, shows planned out through the year. Uh, and then the rest of my schedule is filled out until probably March or April. And then I just got to start supplementing from there. Outside of that, week to week man <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I really don't have a plan um plus it's like uh I, and this isn't me uh uh you know putting myself down but like there's a lot of great talent out there so you got to compete for bookings with people too so um yeah yeah but none know. of them none of them piss the crowd off like you do at least not that i've seen you know you like to get under their skin in a different way yeah you know uh i feel like i bring that to the table a little bit so <laughs> You were pretty close there on the JLM, JLM team. Yeah, man. Minor. What happened? One from from talking in the Berwyn Eagles Club to not even being in the tournament, and then you were in the championship. You're so damn close, man. 
I think, I think, yeah, you know, I think, I think, uh, I honestly, I think, uh, it was a fast count by Perch to tell you the truth. Ah, uh, yeah. He yeah. is definitely not the most like commendable person on, on the earth. He's definitely, uh, you know, you guy. guys, yeah, you guys want to call him the salt of the earth and you guys want to call him this and that I see through Perch. Okay. <laughs> you see through the, the charade that he's like the best human on earth. He, he wants to go around, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, doing that, you know. I I know the real Perch, okay? <laughs> Guy's a heathen. <laughs> That's funny because Perch does listen to this. So, uh, I don't even need to clip this part and send it to no, him. No, you won't have no, to. He, he's going to hear it and he's like, well, well, son of a. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Gosh, dang, dang it. it. Dang it, Vega. I just, I didn't know. <laughs> He'll apologize to me. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I'm out of bullets. Um, Chris, do you have I, I do have to ask here, right? a real yeah. quick question, right? As, as the Heritage Champion, how is it dealing with that belt and those wings that come out from the top? Do you get Man. poked? Man, you could kill somebody with that thing. <laughs> like, not not that you can't kill. Like, if you chuck like another belt at somebody really hard and like hit them in the right spot, obviously it's gonna hurt and you could probably injure them. But you can legitimately kill somebody with this title. Uh, it is so sharp. Uh, I'm pretty. It's cut my jacket a couple times. Like, it, it, it and that wasn't even like my jacket. It, my jacket was just swinging there and it just grazed it. And it and it cut open my jacket. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" It's got to uh, be sharper than the the winged the winged WWF championship belt, right? It's got to be sharper than that one. It has to be. Uh, <laughs> it's it definitely. I feel like it's the the points. Uh, so uh, someone had to have filed them down. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way because there's no way that it was created that way. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. Maybe you could use that uh, as like a dirty tactic. And I'm oh, shit, I might. You know, have the crew hold them down and then torture the opponent with that. Oh, you, I want everybody on the roster to know, like, I have I literally have a weapon in my hand <laughs> at all times. At all times. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, uh, I mean... Congrats on all your success, man. I don't know if anyone tells you enough or you need to be reminded of it, but like we've just been enjoying since, like I said, since 2017, we've been doing your shit. So I, I think we just, want, just appreciate you. No, I don't know if you've seen, man. Got, people pretty much hate me. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, really, guys, I, I really appreciate it. I, I, the fact that you guys even are, uh, you keep up for this long and have followed the storyline long enough to be able to want to talk to me about it here five six years later i greatly appreciate it yeah we love the story yeah it, it was worth it. it the storytelling was that good to us i think and chris and i always say that's our favorite part so it moves are nice but you need that you need that story to sink your teeth into i 100 percent agree hmm. um davy you want to drop your socials um best way to keep up with you uh is it twitter instagram oh man uh yeah <laughs> so man i haven't done this in so long i have to uh i have to figure it out real quick uh instagram uh i still use it's davy vega 85 uh my twitter has actually changed and i gotta figure that out um, spt 
F R E V. Is that a, is that a is that a new nickname? Spitfire. The Spitfire. Yeah, uh, it's actually a uh, new old nickname. New uh, old. I originally my original nickname was Spitfire David Vega when I first broke into the business, uh, I and see. I haven't used I haven't used it in probably thirteen years. So, <laughs> but are miracles uh, still being worked? Oh, every day. Okay. Every day. <laughs> every day is a miracle. Yeah, every day is a miracle when, when you have Davey Vega. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I think that's it. Yeah, I think uh, the SPTFRE Vega uh, is my Twitter. And uh, and then Grindhouse99 uh, if you want to keep up with the, the tag team stuff. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us, for giving us some time and, you know, just kind of reminiscing on, on those uh, older storylines, but also looking forward to to what's next. So congrats, like Charlie said, on all your success. Yeah, I'm looking forward to your singles feud with Fitchett this year. So it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, just, for, just for that, I'm going to nix it. I'm be like, nah, they said yeah. they want it. I, I don't want it. <laughs> we can make them wait a little longer. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll lose my smile and then I won't be back for a while. <laughs> all right as so, far as uh, hey, two heels oh go ahead no i was gonna say i really appreciate you guys for having me thank you it, it's been a blast yeah awesome thank you uh just a quick reminder to uh follow us on twitter instagram facebook youtube two heels and a face that's number two heels and a face and make sure you check out that article that charlie keeps talking about yeah you don't know? read it damn it Go uh, to twoheelsandface.com. That's and let me know. Let me know what you would do differently, you the listener. How would you put this man's fate in your hands? This man that we have on the line. What should he do? You know, you're yeah, just don't be too smarky about it. Pick and choose David Vegas' career. Yes, pick and choose. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you also go to aawpro.com to get tickets for the next show um and uh, yeah that's that's it man thank you both yeah, yeah thank thanks. you guys <laughs>